Uh, hey y'all, what's up? My name is Kara. My name is Jaren. And this is Just Kiss Already, the podcast where we watch rom-com content from all kinds of cultures and all different languages and all different walks of life. The only requirement is that I have already seen them. And that I have not. That's right. So we're going to watch, then we're going to come here, we're going to talk about it, we're going to laugh about it, maybe cry a little bit. I cry. Jaren, do you cry? Often and happily. All right. Well, that's all we need. So uh, let's let's do this. Yeah. So we are kicking things off with a uh, Korean television drama called Coffee Prince. So Coffee Prince uh, aired in 2007, and it aired for 17 episodes. And it is actually based on a book, which is called The First Shop of Coffee Prince by Lee Sun-mi. So Coffee Prince is like one of... When I first discovered the kind of genre of like Korean dramas, K-dramas, um, this was one of the first ones that I watched. You know, this was one of the ones that was like, it, it's kind of like a classic, you know. It's easily one of my favorites. You know, I've, like, I'm rewatching it right now, but I've rewatched this drama like time and time again before because it's one of those ones that I feel like I can always go back to. It's really enjoyable. Um, it's just kind of fun and silly and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think that's what I really, really enjoy in like rom-com content. Because when you get a bit too heavy on some of the things like the drama or the romance side, it just starts to feel so melodramatic. And you're like, ugh. So Coffee Prince, I think, really balances that like fun comedy side of a rom-com really, really well, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, well, as somebody who's never watched uh, a K-drama start to finish, mm -hmm. I've watched uh, first episodes of a couple things, but they're pretty long, so usually never even to completion. Yeah. Uh just based on the title and the limited information I have so far, I think this is the story of the Coffee Prince, uh, yeah. who is a small, uh, androgynous person okay. who uses their love of coffee mm -hmm. to gain money and status. Oh. Uh, yes. Ooh. I think that is my... That's my idea going into this. Where do you think the ROM comes in to that setup? I think maybe there's going to be, like, a, a push and pull between, like, okay, I knew you before you were the coffee prince. Oh, so, so like, a childhood, like... Like, an Osana Najimi situation. I don't know what? <laughs> oh, that's that's a, that's a Japanese word that's used in anime. It's, oh, okay. It's, like, a childhood friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Learn something every day, folks. Yes. All right. I do just casually throw that stuff into conversation. <laughs> but, well, you know what? If there was a place to do it, it's it's right here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, um, now that y'all know, let's get into it. All right. So episode one of Coffee Prince. Yes. I thought something fun for me to do would be to give each episode like an alternate title. Ooh. So the one I came up with for episode one is going to be Assigned Male at Bathhouse. Because <laughs> one of the first things that happens here is our protagonist, Yun, Yun Chan. Eun-chan. Eun-chan. Thank you. You got you. Uh, I don't know if I'm... You know, we're just... We're trying our best. Yeah. We don't speak Korean. She's a, a delivery expert. Yes. To use the correct terminology. Of course. And she delivers to this bathhouse, uh, is mistaken for male, and everybody kind of reacts. Yeah, everyone freaks out. Um, I actually wrote down while I was watching it, uh, why are we ordering takeout in the bath? First off, what's going on? <laughs> That's an excellent point, really. <laughs> I was kind of too distracted by the extras in the background who were just laughing at the situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were sort of participating in the scene, but less so. I do love the, like, the half that are, like, screaming and the half that are kind of like, huh, you know. 
I did really appreciate the uh, the biker aesthetic of the moped and then like the swarms of other mopeds. Yeah, I it starts off and you're like, oh, it's a racing show, isn't it? And they're <laughs> like, no, it is not. But you you at least get the chance to think it is. I one thing I wasn't expecting was actually the camera quality of this. It's way more similar to soap opera camera than it was to uh, just like I, what I've seen television drama uh-huh. camera. Oh. So it has like that grit to it. Yeah. It's hard to describe, but that was something that I actually really was surprised with. Yeah, interesting. I don't know a lot about camera quality, and it's never really been something I noticed. So. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I I do notice that sometimes when I switch, like like if I'm watching, I don't know, like a show on Netflix for a while, and then I switch over to like a certain different kind of show, I notice obviously that it's it looks different, it feels different as far as like the the filming, but like I wouldn't have made that connection. I do have a lot of interesting things to say about what they do with the camera, but the yeah? next thing that actually happens is uh, we cut to the interior of a plane uh, where two people are playing card games. So could you, could oh, you tell us yeah. who this is? Yes, so we meet, we meet our main boy. There's always got to be one. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> so we meet uh, Choi Hunkil, who is classic. He's, he's flirting up this girl. He's, yes. he's smooth. He's good at card games. You know, what else could you want? Also, it's pretty pretty evident that they're sitting in, like, the nice... We're, we're like, oh, we're in first class, aren't we? They have leg room. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> they got leg room. So, you know, he's he's chatting up this girl on this plane, which, frankly, first thing I thought was plane worst place to flirt. Really? Like, really? Yeah, I don't know. That, for me, I was like, God. <laughs> you don't want to, like, be stuck next to somebody for four hours during landing after you've told them... Uh, I don't think we should see each other anymore and you put your sunglasses on. Yeah, when you put it that way, no. I don't want that to happen to me ever. Do you think he stood next to her at baggage check and just pretended (laughs) she didn't exist? I hope so. I hope, um, oh my god, I don't even remember. Was she sitting on the, like, on the window or was he sitting by the window? I'm pretty sure he had aisle seat. So I really hope that he, like kind of like stayed so she couldn't even get past him and <laughs> yeah she just refuses to use the bathroom for the rest of the flight because it's, it'd just be too awkward they just they had to but my question was and this is the most pressing question i had for the entire episode yes is what card game are they supposed to be playing because originally i was like oh is it old mate or go fish because there's some kind of like choice element going on uh-huh. and then they're putting down multiple cards at a time like it's war but then there's still an entire deck are they playing Uno? She says one card. <laughs> she makes note of the fact that she's holding one card. You know, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, well, I'll make some additional research on that, yeah. maybe, because that matters to me. Also, I just want to remind everybody that uh, Unchan has not been paid for the delivery that she made. Just wanted to point that out. That was very important to me. Yeah. That she showed up, she got ridiculed for the fact that her hair is a bowl cut. And nobody gave her any money. So, you know what? We've already we've already seen this, like, there's her, who's just, nothing works out. And then there's him, who gets to make all of the choices. Oh, yeah. Pay your workers, kids. Yeah, please. Please pay the delivery kid. Then we, uh, we cut to a bathtub where I thought the same leading boy, he was rehearsing a phone call. <laughs> uh, but he's somehow talking uh, hands-free. He has a really good speaker phone. <laughs> Oh, yes. This is, uh, like, 12 years before Amazon Alexa. Oh, yeah. And wow. I was like, I totally thought that was what he was doing. And he's talking to a, a, a coffee worker person uh, and business grandma. Yes, business grandma at her, her coffee emporium mm. uh, of sorts. Uh, yeah, he's, he's making casual chat. And we, and we very much see this, like, 
he's like, hey, I'm back, I'm here. And she's like, what have you been doing? And he's like, ha ha. <laughs> you know. You know. Just doing. <laughs> and she's like, all right, well, we're going to have a talk. <laughs> and then who would appear with the delivery other than our favorite delivery kid? Going Chen. <laughs> of course. Shows up, is like, I got I got your, your food. And, of course, uh, Han Go doesn't doesn't even care is like you dicks out yes uh, <laughs> we're, we're you, i couldn't have said it better myself uh his dick is out and i feel like for all of our listeners at home i will make special mention of the many times that a scene occurs with or without hankyo's dick out <laughs> I think the best part is that when when Unchan notices the dick is out, we get this music playing in the background. Ooh. That's like, uh oh, the dick is out music. <laughs> I think I actually wrote down jaunty <laughs> piano music. It's in my notes. <laughs> I think. Oh my god, where is it? I wrote down dick music, and then I wrote down spooky dick because she's freaking out. Which she I mean, she is having a time. Fair. His dick is out. Yeah. Look, you just wanted to deliver the noodles. <laughs> yeah, and they they purposely uh, showed this character shirtless in one of his first scenes because yes. he, obviously this this actor works out. He has yes. trapezius muscles. He's got it. That's sort of his defining characteristic is that he's usually in a bathrobe. At least yeah. that was my takeaway. So we get time, the second time in like the first ten minutes, somebody is ordering food while in the bath. Mm. And also the second time that nobody pays Unchan for delivering the food. That is unfortunate. No payment is made. I actually didn't <laughs> notice that she didn't get paid because I was too busy slowing down and enhancing the footage to see if he even had leg hair. <laughs> because I think my final conclusion was does that, he? that he does have some fine hairs. Okay. He might not shave. Okay. But I mean, that will this will develop later on because of the direction that this plot goes. Mm-hmm. There might be significance to whether or not he shaves his legs. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad that you cued in on it because I didn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was one of my first thoughts. I was I was more focused on the fact that uh, we just Unchan was just staring at his dick and he was not even like oh shit my dick's out he was like nope he was impressed with himself yeah <laughs> he was like that he guy was like, i'm pretty <laughs> that guy was looking huh <laughs> and then outside against the back of his door uh unchan remarks all day long i've been seeing naked people <laughs> and then comically her knees start shaking and i wasn't sure if this was a reference to the fact that she's like a, a worker who is exhausted uh-huh. or if she was affected by the dong of <laughs> It was too impressive. Quite literally weak in the knees. Oh my god. Uh, We cut from there to uh, babies learning taekwondo. Yes, I wrote down great, uh, great just visual portrayal of being a teacher. (laughs) Unchan does this like sick move and is like, wow, I'm pretty good at this. And the kids are just running around. Oh yeah. We don't even know. They all got to go to the bathroom. Uh, (laughs) Classic small child behavior. Oh, it's great that you mentioned the bathroom because uh, somebody comes in calling Unchan mm-hmm. and uh, one of the children marks, oh, Master Ko's toilet must be clogged again. <laughs> yeah. Which sets up this really interesting dynamic between Unchan and uh, the character who I believe is her landlord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. We find out so much more about him. He he's wears many like, hats. He. Yeah. We, we roll up and he's like, hey, unclog the toilet. And then two seconds later, he's like, pay me your rent. And then he's doing poetry while like 
tenderizing meat. And we're like, what? What do you do, sir? (laughs) I I couldn't tell if this was an issue of the translation that I watched in particular, Mm. but he does remark that at his age, he is having trouble controlling his sphincter muscles. (laughs) Do you remember that in the rewatching? I don't remember that at all. Okay, well, it could have just been a poor translation. Oh man, it's totally possible though. There's there's a lot of we we get into some cool fun bathroom talk. Now and... this was a this was something that I picked up on. It might go nowhere, or it might be the central conflict. All right, lay it on. So uh, they mentioned a new kickboxing gym across the street. Yes. Uh, and so Taekwondo, of course, invented in Korea. Mm-hmm. I figured they were setting up what I wrote here as a, a barbershop two back in business situation uh-huh. where there is a competing uh, gym across the street. Okay. And I was like, oh, is this Han Kyul's gym? Is this where he's going to be? Because oh. he's ripped. And I'm like, is this the in-universe reason? The... Mm. But the show is called Coffee Prince, not Kickboxing Prince. That, yeah. So I'm, I could be wrong. Well, I... Uh... That is a great theory. I am not going to comment one way or the other for the sake of not spoiling okay. what goes down. All right. But great. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay. All uh, right. So we have, we unclog the toilet because we've got it. We do it's, it. It's important to do. Um, then Unchan gets a call mm. from her sister. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Oh, of course. So Unchan gets this this call and is like, "What?" Because Unchan has had a day. Unchan is not here to sweetly answer the phone and say, "Hey, sis, what's going on?" Unchan is like, "What do you want?" And uh, her sister is immediately being like, "Hey, boyfriend, come here." Mm. And Unchan doesn't even blink, which is oh, yeah. great because that means we know, oh, this is not like this we, is routine. This is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I actually wrote down, like, how many times have they done this? Because it's very much just kind of like, come help me out. Me, your younger sister, is in a situation, except we're pretending that you're my boyfriend, of course. Yes. Um, which, yeah, so then Unchan is like, all right, gotta go, save my sis, and rolls up, is at the window, and... <laughs> yes, they cut to overgrown diner. Yes. And <laughs> yes. We, hear, we hear this yet unseen character saying... I love girls with skinny arms and legs and a big head just like you. So he has this very blow-pop definition of beauty, I commented. <laughs> he really loves them oh, just yeah. like a Tootsie Pop. That's <laughs> So this character, I don't think his name is given in this episode. No, we do not. We Later do not. on, Sai refers to him as a blockhead. Mm-hmm. So for me internally, I've been referring to him as Charlie Brown. So if you want to if you want to go along with that. That's totally okay with me. Uh I I don't know if this is the translation that I was rewatching, uh, or if this is, but I I was also at some at some point Unchan just kept calling him carrot, Aww. like some form of like carrot, sweet carrot, boiled That's sweet. carrot, and I was like, all right, this is carrot boy. <laughs> just all, all right, way. I like carrot boy, Charlie. All right, yeah. CB, we'll CB. meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so CB is here. Yes. And he's like, date me, and sister is like, no. And then Unchan rolls up and is like, hey. In her gi. Yeah. <laughs> it literally just straight out of Taekwondo, uh, not even practice, Taekwondo like lessons. Oh, yeah. And is like, what? What is going on? Somebody tell me what's happening. She is incredibly flippant about the entire situation. She sits down and she says, look, I'm the breadwinner in my family. Yeah. And I'm like a master of Taekwondo. <laughs> and she's like, you don't stand a chance. 
I, I do very much love her just coming in and just like, you can see on her face how many times she's had to do this. Yes. Just being like, listen, just please go away now. I've had a day. I don't need this. Mm. You don't need this. Let's get out. And he is, of course. He yeah. needs this. He, need, <laughs> he needs this. He, he's, so he's CB, uh, after being mildly bullied by Yun Chan, they do a smash cut. <laughs> To uh, an eating contest. That's right. The only way to uh, fight for the love of the woman that you want is to eat. <laughs> yes. And what are they eating? Uh, jajangmyeon, which jajangmyeon. is like black bean noodles. Yes. Yeah. I did a little bit of research. Oh, good. Uh, I, I, I saw this uh, phrase that I didn't know, and I was like, oh, that looks like a food word. So <laughs> I started doing research. Uh, this is all credit to Wikipedia, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original restaurant for this dish is in Shandong province of China, Ooh. which has since been converted into the Jamjangmyeon Museum. Whoa, that's uh, dope. It's been completely Koreanized, actually. Yeah? So the name uh, would translate to something else in Korean, but they pronounce it as a transliteration of the original Chinese. Oh, okay. Yes, and uh, the visual shorthand that I think they were implying with having them eat these, this meal in particular was that it became a cheap meal that anyone could eat and afford in post-war Korea during the 50s. Mm. So it's an affordable thing, which makes sense because they're setting up this juxtaposition of, like, protagonist of no means Mm -hmm. and leading boy of all the means. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yes, that was my little bit of research that I did. Thanks for sharing. That's pretty good. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh... So yeah, we get in we get into this this eating contest and we're we're shown this CB, he's got this burning determination, he's got fire in his eyes, love in his heart, and he starts going ham. Oh, and yeah. I, I think I even wrote down, I was like, So we're just having this noodle eating contest and there's just French music playing beneath it because oh. why not, right? Um, I was too engrossed in the little animated heads that appeared yeah, at the bottom was, of the screen. The like the counter are very good. Oh yeah. They drew Yun Unchan. Like, very deliberately as, like, a gremlin child <laughs> with sharp teeth and a headband. Uh, so there's several times where CB looks like he's getting ahead, and then Sai will yeah, be like, clean going, your plate, because he's then, leaving him empty. Yeah, he's he's trying to cheat. He doesn't want to eat all of the, the black beans. He's he's trying to cheat. Meanwhile, Unchan is going slow, but is having a great time. Very deliberately puts bowls together and, yeah, like, and like, shakes, shakes them out into each other, I believe. <laughs> is, like, you know, is going for all the all the little side dishes, is really just getting in there, having yes. a great time. And this plays into... CB's growing sense of nausea. Okay, so yeah, so then we get to a point where it's like the sisters lock eyes and they they know what to do. Mm-hmm. And we just get into this like we gotta show everyone the stomach of steel yes. that Unchan has. And that I I I wanna know, I feel like the whole uh, oh, calling my older sister to pretend to be my boyfriend to scare off this boy who's trying to hit on me is a normal thing. I want to know how many times the eating contest has been used as a means to get a boy to go away. I really feel like it's a testament to their resourcefulness. Yeah. That they're like, not only will we deal with this problem, we will eat tonight. Yeah. And he will pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> so among the things that they do to gross CB out, uh, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. Oh my God, I yeah. thought she was pouring red wine vinegar over uh-huh. some of the noodles. Uh-huh. I, for some reason, was like, it's it's Coca-Cola. <laughs> Either way, it does a, a good way of showing how the gross out is happening. Yeah. So uh, we, we start with we start with a little colo or maybe red wine vinegar. Oh yeah. We you know this will this will be <laughs> one of the that, hotly debated things in the Coffee Prince fandom. Absolutely. I'm sure. 
Let's start with that. We get into uh, yogurt. Yeah. We stir some yogurt they in. They pour their whole product placement, Cy does, yeah. into Siri's bowl. <laughs> Not to mention we, we like, cut over to see, like, uh, spitting food out and then slurping it back up. Uh. There's just kind of, like, general grossness going on. Also, meanwhile, the sister is, like, whispering nasty things Yes. Just, like, weird little poetry just of grossness. real gross. Oh, man. And Unchan, just going for it. Having a good time. <laughs> but CB, oh... He's not. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah. not okay. He he becomes ill, and uh, <laughs> the evil is defeated. That's right. We we win. And then we cut to uh, Han Gyu. We're going back and forth between our leads here. Han Gyo. Han Gyo. It's, there's an L at the end. Gyo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's talking to his father. Oh yeah, we get we get introduced <laughs> to this really fun relationship. That is, uh, the 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 stark difference between the treatment of. Hangul with his female family members, aka mm. mom and grandma, versus Hangul with dad, and it's just like fun clash. Oh yeah, God. Jeez, uh, let's see. They m- talks to his father and grandmother is sort of outside, being like, "Oh, they used to be cool with dad." Yeah, we get a little bit of you know, little setup there. <laughs> yeah, we'll call that foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, I'm just so curious how. This relationship went this way. Yeah. Because it's it's literally in a room with his dad, and his dad would rather listen to music with like big headphones on. Yeah. And he's like almost like happy about it. He's like, okay, I'll just like sit here and pretend that we talk. Thank God we don't have to talk. Oh goodness. So then, so then he escapes the tension that is his dad's study. (laughs) He heads out. He heads out, and he's like, hey, mom, hey, grandma, the two family members that I do want to talk to. Yeah, and he sort of gets cut off by grandma right away. Oh, yeah. With the, uh, you're looking good. And then we get, like, a non-diegetic gong sound to a cutaway, uh, revealing a scroll that says, beat him to the punch. Oh, yes, 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 because, um, before he walks out, so while while he's set up in office with dad, yes. mom and grandma are, are talking about, we, listen, we gotta marry him off. Oh. We're, we're reaching a point where he needs to marry a woman. Classic uh, setup for any kind of romance content. Uh, but especially this genre that we're dipping into right now is that that whole, like, protagonist needs to marry someone because they're too old and we as parents need it to happen. Of so, course. So they, they talk about how they have this plan. And, like, um, she's writing it on the notepad and, like, uh, me nor... You nor I, you know, neither of us can read Korean, so neither of us, like, know what that is. I tried. So she's actually writing this plan, um, and, uh, when we start to actually talk to Han Gil, um, that's when we see, like, we're, we get this cool, fun visualization of, like, this plan of attack they have to get him to go on a date with a woman. Yeah, and she's, she's, like, writing things and erasing them and crossing them out. Yeah. Uh, I, I was sort of confused by the quick cutaway but he his grandma is like screaming at him and he loves it yeah like it's sort of like with the dad situation where he's just smiling through it yeah he it's it's very i actually wrote down um can't decide if hungyo best character or just a little shit <laughs> because yeah. he he it's it's very evident that like you know this isn't new for him like mm. they i'm sure they've they've been on him about this before this is not the first time he's had this conversation and this is also like he knows that this isn't, like, malicious, like, 
it's very interesting. It's very different to dad where I feel like if he was in the room with dad and dad had been like, like, blah, 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 he would be like, whatever, dad. But like grandma's yelling at him and he's like, oh, grandma, grandma. This, this is just what you're like. Yeah. So the takeaways I got from his character in this sequence, mm-hmm. uh, he is a troubled playboy loafing around in America, <laughs> possibly acting when he was supposed to get a master's in business administration, I think. Mm. Also, he's 29. So one yes. he's got one year before he turns into a pumpkin, I guess, and can't be married. <laughs> that's, that's when it ends. You, you're 30. You can't date he knows how to push grandma's buttons though yes a a very cute little line i i really loved the the whole little sequence of like mom and grandma talking with their eyebrows oh yes so good the telepathic communication (laughs) yeah and he's like grandma do you want to get some shaved ice and she's like i would love that and And mom is like like, mom stop it jabs her with her fingers (laughs) she's like stay on target (laughs) we need to get him to marry girl oh man and then they slap a photo on the table. Yes, that's right. This is this is when we get into hey hey Han Yo, so like you gay or what? Something that I thought <laughs> wouldn't really factor into the show at all. I thought this yeah? was just like a oh no it's a gay panic and then we're gonna <laughs> it's the catalyst for them trying to marry him off. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how I was wrong about that in yeah. a little bit. Uh, they do another cutaway to a kid detective. Uh, coming across a tree carving that says, show evidence. <laughs> That's right. And then we have the evidence of a uh, picture of him. Yeah. And I don't remember if he, no, he's smiling at the camera and the guy he's with is giving a little peck on the cheek. Yeah. And uh, that man's name was Dick. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even. He turns to Granny and he goes, oh, it's Dick. <laughs> uh, so they're very afraid. They mentioned objectively that it would be a disappointment to their family. Oh, cool. <laughs> Which is something that I was yeah. prepared for. I know where this was know, made. This is... Yeah. All right. And th- th- that was when mom and grandma are communicating with twitchy facial expressions. Yes. And then we do a, a reverse shot of Han Kyul. Also, he's eating it up. He's like, Look yeah, he's like eating. They've got this nice little like fruit platter on the table. And he's just like sitting back being like, oh, working into my plan, which is great. And then we uh, we cut back to Unchan. The, the first time we see her out of uniform, and I was very excited about this because I said to myself, "Thank God she dresses like a Kingdom Hearts protagonist." <laughs> it is. Um, so there, there, there's like a cool, good portion of K dramas that are all um, like classic Twelfth Night plot line, where it's like for some reason main girl needs to cross dress and be boy, and then like love story takes place mm. under that context of like getting to know each other without really knowing that whole fucking thing. And um, this is one of the few where it's like, oh, it's not like the main character deliberately goes and like is disguising themselves as a boy. There's no big like haircutting scene. Yeah. This is just Unchan lives and just is very androgynous. Like wears cool comfy clothes, whatever mm-hmm. the hell she wants, you know, just kind of like, I mean, we, we even, a little later on, we do get encounter where it's like, oh, there's like, she's got to put on a skirt and heels and she's like, I don't ever do this. Yeah. So it's like, we just have this person who is very, very androgynous and no. just kind of, this is how she lives her life. Not even intentionally exercising like visual K, but yeah. just sort of immersed in it. So we do get to see her chilling and yeah, t- Kingdom Hearts character, <laughs> just chilling. Definitely not like, mm, now that I'm out of my work uniform, I wear a dress to let everyone know that I'm a girl. Like, we don't mm, even have yeah. that. We just right into it. This is my life. So we, we're in their house, and uh, Mom is talking on the phone, I believe. And yes. she tells Sai, she says, cut the crap, mm-hmm. as Sai rises from the toilet. 
So I took oh, that to be... Oh, are you talking be... about Sister Unse? Unse. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying Sai. Yeah, it's, you know, Sai okay. like uh, Gangnam Style, right? <laughs> <laughs> we love it. He's in the drama. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she tells Sai to cut the... Se. Unse. Oh, did I do it Also, again? it's not... It's both uh, syllables are a part of her name. Unse. So, yes. Unse. Yeah. All right. My apologies. No, it's good. So mom tells Unse to cut the crap as she rises from the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I took the symbolism of this to be that this character would be full of shit. Yeah. Just sort of moving forward. <laughs> Just, so I was going right. through it with that lens. Very good. Somebody who understands symbolism, tell me what this means. Oh, also, um, earlier we did uh, see Unchan sees her mom yes. walking down the street and she's like, Mom, you wearing new shoes? And her mom is like, Ugh, taken me... off, yeah, taken off, yeah. So, so Unchan comes home and is like, has already forgotten about it, but does end up mentioning it later and being like, Mom, you were wearing new shoes. Hey, what? Yeah, we don't have Where'd money. Where'd that money come from? What are you doing? <laughs> I was, I really liked this scene because it's everybody's sort of sitting with their job. Yes, because Mom is, uh, she's shucking the walnuts and Unse is uh, sort of working on these dolls. That oh, yeah, sewing the eyes onto the dolls. Looked like minions, but they weren't minions. <laughs> they couldn't have been. I don't think no. minions were around then. Yeah, I would be very sad if they predicted minions <laughs> in episode one of Coffee Prince. <laughs> I think it's just the color scheme. They had, like, a yellow hat on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, they... yes. Um, so this is where they're they're chilling, and we, we kind of get a glimpse into uh, what their life is like. You know, they're very run-of-the-mill mm -hmm. uh, family living in this apartment together. Um, and mom is on the phone, and then she mentions, oh, of course, the ring. Yes. I have the ring. The and she ring. takes off her glove. Guess what's not there? Is it the ring? It's the ring! Oh, no! She's like, uh, so she's talking on the phone trying to be like, eh, it's fine, fine, fine. And then she hangs up and her two daughters are like, hey, mom, what's, uh, what's going on? Why are you freaking out here? And her mom is like, we gotta find the ring. So it's big panic time because the ring is expensive, probably. Yes. yes. <laughs> Interestingly enough, this plot line, I was, I was expecting it to factor into like the back half of the episode. Yeah. And it's, it's gone for now, but I'm interested in... This invisible Dong Suk character and also this ring. Yeah. But did you catch uh, Unse calls Unchan uh, mm -hmm. boy all the time? Yes. Very cute. Oh, uh, in the translation you were watching, what was was it saying like boy? Yeah, boy. Okay. So in the one that I was watching, uh, it was translating it as like um, I guess transliteration is probably the wrong word, but it but it was basically just romanizing the word that they use, which is opa, which is mm. um common for like um uh there there's like you know you know things about like japanese and stuff yeah so, and you this know, is like, very similar to uh in certain cross-dressing dramas that we might talk about later in yes. japan yes uh they can use ore as masculine self-identifying yeah and at one point i've seen where a character will use ore and give themselves away and then the other character comes in is like ole ole <laughs> like trying to uh, glaze over okay. it so this is essentially, she's referring to her older sister as essentially a term for, like, older brother. Oh. Um, you can also see it used by, like, friends and stuff. Um, oh. So at least the context that I've seen it used in in my time, <laughs> in my time watching yeah. these shows. But, um, yeah, so uh, I don't really know the, like, all of the, the culture behind it and, like, why, but I think uh, it says something for, like, her, her sister kind of, her young, the younger sister views her older sister as kind of like an older brother character, yes. not like character, but kind of like as more of an older brother in her life. More as like a kind of that that 
heir as opposed to like an older sister, which is interesting. I think that's a really interesting way of doing it instead of just translating it as boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Like, if you just called your older sister boy all the time, yeah. it might be a little less sincere or subtle. Yeah. That's another thing is that we are both, uh, I think we both watched the show from different sources, which means that we got different translations, yes. which means there are going to be some things that are like, hmm, because, you know, obviously we're not watching it in the source language. So like we don't get, we don't always get the original meaning because things can kind of get twisted a little in translation, but. We're also not even watching them uh, together or concurrently. Yes, we are watching these completely separately because I know that I will influence you <laughs> if I sit there next to you. <laughs> And then I also, I was like, oh my god, I can't let him see my notes because like, I realized that I wrote some things that are total spoilers. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we got to find this ring. We do. <laughs> this ring is important. Get your headlamps on. Oh yeah. I, I wrote down specifically uh, angry broom smacking. Very good. I did write that baby girl has a little freak out. It's like, oh god. Just kind of smashing broom on the floor. Uh, and then we, we fade cut to a man walking his fluffy dog. Yes, we meet a very good boy. <laughs> the He's dog or the character? The dog! <laughs> of course! Uh, I mean, we, we meet the character and he seems like a cool dude, but like the dog is the most important. Mm. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. I, I think I even wrote down, a good boy appears, just in all caps. Oh, wow. He's been him. getting secret admirer bread in the uh, the mailbox yes. for quite a while because he takes it out and just sort of throws it on the pile. Yes. I hope he at least donates them at some point. I hope so, too. I hope he's not just going to hoard this bread until it goes stale. Uh, the dog can't eat it. Like Yeah. what's the, the, Can't feed it to the ducks, either. That's bad for him. He reminisces about a, a cool staring contest he had with his girlfriend. Yes. He thinks about the, the very cute-looking relationship that he had with his girlfriend where they had a staring contest, and then they had, like, a nice little, like, uh blanket burrito hug oh yeah they Very totally cute. totally fell off the bed at the end of that scene you yeah can, you can see that it cuts like moments right before, before disaster uh i was a little sad they didn't leave that in but i kind of want see it why. yeah there's know. nothing more romantic than just two people like wrapped in a blanket unable to stop themselves from impacting <laughs> the floor but yeah so he's he's thinking back on this this cute little relationship that he had uh and does not have any more. Oh, yeah, that's the implication. <laughs> I thought it was his childhood room for a minute. Yeah. Before the flashback, because he's looking at his model plane that he has oh. hanging from the ceiling. No, he's just got it, an interest in him. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> just know. likes him. Uh, and then we cut to the studio. Yes, so he we find out that he's a nice little, like, music producer. Uh, I think that's a little later. I was oh, actually no. talking about uh, Han Yuju. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Her... See, that's right. We find out that she's an artist. Yeah, We're a like, good oh, artist, cool. too. And paintings. we also see her drawing some flowers that maybe look a little bit like the flowers on the bread. Oh. Did you notice? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, that's like a... They, they kind of, like, have a shot of, like, the bread with the, the flowers, and then they're like, hmm, look at her painting flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's also confirmed I that they're bagels, it. but I couldn't dig up a wiki page for Korean-style bagels. So I don't even know. We won't have a fun little Wikipedia dive on Sorry, that. Sorry, no no cool fun research this time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the food, of course. Nothing else gets researched. So Han, Han Gyul is uh, courting Han Yuchu. Yeah, he's got a little crush. Oh, he's, he's like, like a big crush. Mm, he's got, yeah. It's we're, we're kind of shown these characters that are obviously close with each other. Um, and, mm. you know, we don't get super into their relationship yet, the, the three of them. Yes. The, but sort of a triangle, maybe? You know, kind of like a triangle's got three points. Yeah, there's maybe. three of them. <laughs> uh, they, they, this is something that I want to know if you notice this. Yes. Uh, what? He 
is sort of jogging when he's getting this good news. And then he hangs up and he starts like running. He's like jumping up and dancing. And they're playing like an electronic version of Let's Get Physical. I did not notice oh, that, yeah. that is the song it's, that was It's playing. just kind of like... Da, 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 da. And oh I was like, God. is this Let's Get Physical <laughs> in my K-drama? Is this Let's Get Physical in my coffee prints? <laughs> and then uh, I heard K-dramas took a lot of time for like dates to happen, but they just cut straight from that phone call well, to the day. Okay, but that's not... It's not the... We've met our two main characters. Listen, we <laughs> they know don't even who they know are. Each other yet. They don't even know each other yet. That's anything else <laughs> up for grabs as to how long or how quick or how slow it may take. But the main thing, nine times out of ten, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a hundred percent. Okay. Classic though, like plot progression is slow, 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 <laughs> slow burn. Oh yeah. Just like we turn it down to like you're trying to get below simmer setting on the <laughs> stove. You're like, how close can I go without turning it off? <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait <laughs> to get frustrated with this. Uh-huh. I wish they would just kiss already. Uh, oh my god, it's almost like that's wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should copyright that. Yeah. <laughs> someone someone should c- grab that now. Um so yeah, so we we have we we see the relationship that we have between these three these three characters, and we're like, oh, and then we cut right back to cool scooter racing drama. Surprise! Mm. We were told it would be a scooter racing drama, and then it wasn't, but now it is. Yes. The delivery folk, they they gotta go fast. Um, yes. So um, Hangul is walking um, Han Yuju back from the date, and yes. we. We see, uh, we get cuts to like Unchan is riding on delivery scooter, mm-hmm. and then there's another delivery scooter speeding up ahead of her, and she makes this comment that's like, of course, like speed is the number one thing in <laughs> delivery. It's the it's the only reason. <laughs> so she's kind of racing, but then this delivery dude uh, speeds past uh, Yuju and snags her purse. Yes. And Unchan is like, no, 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 not in my delivery route. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so she she falls down because he like grabs it and so she falls um Hangul has like gone inside for some reason and is like coming back out and basically comes out to find her like on the ground he was going to get a gift and he was gone yeah. for literally maybe a minute yeah and in that time uh Han Yuju's purse gets snatched and then Unchan comes up and blasts the thief with yeah, a helmet yeah like, like here you go basketball style <laughs> really just gets him uh, and so she knocks him down, but then who is it but none other than CB Carrot Boy Charlie Brown. The real protagonist. <laughs> the real protagonist of this show, of course. Um, so she's kind of holding him down, and she's she she recognizes him. So they're kind of having a little chat where she's like, what, what? What's going on over here? Meanwhile, Hangul comes down, is like, oh no, my date is on the floor. Oh we yeah. Gotta, gotta help her out. So they're having a little chat, and she's like, oh, my purse got stolen, but I think somebody caught the person. We cut back. Uh, and Unchan is like, why are you stealing money, punk? What's going on? And he's like, I was stealing it so I could support your sister's dreams. Yes, single then, tier. Yeah, single tier. So we're like, oh, okay, so he's dumb, and he's not, like, not, I guess, I don't know what the way, the word to describe that behavior is, but it's like it comes from a, <laughs> an okay place. Are you trying to say he's got a heart of gold? <laughs> no, I'm trying to say he does at least have a heart. He's not just stealing from her to do it. He, he at least had a motive that wasn't well, he, completely he was terrible. Being, he was being a jerk even before that as a driver, before yeah, he stole. True. And I think this was supposed to be, it was supposed to be that he was blocking 
Moonchain, because every time she would move, it was going to be like, oh, he's right in front of me, I can't pass him. Yeah. But oh. because they were probably filming this without permits on a real street, yeah. he was moving first for safety reasons, and she would move behind him. Ah. So. I don't know. I don't know how filming driving works, so I was I was sold on what they were trying to sell me. I just love that this feels like it's gorilla shooting, because yeah. on the date, even, they're just walking past like these stalls, and I'm like, I couldn't imagine people just setting it up for this shot. Yeah. And also, there was a restaurant sign blurred in the background oh, above the steps God. where the alley scene takes place. Well, there we go. Some things you got product placement and porn. <laughs> some things you do not. Oh, yeah. Some people didn't want it. So anyway, um, Unchan is basically like, oh, okay, I don't want to let this kid go to jail. Like, she's like, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's in, like, high school, which is hilarious because he's, like, this tall, jacked man. Huh. <laughs> but she's like, he's in high school and, like, he's dumb, but I don't want him to go to jail. So she is kind of like, okay, listen, I'm gonna, we're gonna pretend like you pushed me off and you escaped and then it's gonna be fine. But, oh, yeah. uh, Unchan is a terrible, uh, uh liar. <laughs> yeah. We soon find out. So Hunkil comes over and Hunkil is suspicious. He's like, hmm, something seems a little off about what's going on. They've been on the ground for a while. Hmm. So, uh, Unchan is like, all right, ready? I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna let go and you're gonna run away. And we get no confirmation from CB whether or not he agrees or whether or not he wants to do it. So essentially they come over and they're right there. And Unchan lets go and CB does nothing. He oh, lays yeah. there. <laughs> and Unchan is like, dude. And Hangul is like, this is definitely fake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Setting off all the alarms possible. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we kind of get into this thing where it's like, oh, he ends up, you know, running away, pushing him. Unchan does a very bad job of convincing anybody that it was not planned. And then uh, Hungil is like, uh-huh, yeah, all right. So uh, Yuju is trying to be, like, nice. She's trying to be like, oh, well, like, oh, yeah, thanks, thank you. and, you we'll know. pay for your repairs. Yeah, and Hungil is just kind of like, here's my card if you want money. Yeah, and... <laughs> he's just like, call me if you want to confess. And yeah. it's like... <laughs> and Unchan gets, gets mad because she's like, I'm not, hey, like, what? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, it was, if I'm a good, hold on. Yeah, and th I wrote down, this is all a plot contrivance so we can start the relationship off at a negative. Yes. Where he dislikes her. Because we have to dislike each other at the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> we have to. And also, this is the weirdest, like, here's my number ever. Yeah. Because Han Yuju already gives a number and he's like, no, 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 no. Here's you wanna, my number. <laughs> if you want to own up to your crime, <laughs> con person. <laughs> Then give me a call. I think that's the best part is he doesn't even go like, hmm, why don't we call the police? He's like, listen, here's my card, poor boy. If you want to own up and tell me that you're wrong, drop on by. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got that cool fun setup where our two main characters have finally met. And of course it is on bad terms. Yes. Um, and also, uh, they're, oh, this is, nope, oh, this isn't even, no, we need, there's one more thing we need to say about this scene. Because uh -huh. Unchan is on the ground, and Unchan looks up, and where does Unchan look? Directly at crotch area. And yes. he's like, I know who this is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looks up and is like, uh. So we've got some cool, fun dick recognition. We couldn't have let it go. We had to bring it back. We will note for the viewers, as we said earlier, dick in, dick not out. <laughs> dick in. <laughs> dick not out this time. But we still know. Uh, we cut to Unchan uh, possibly the next morning delivering milk. Yes, doing one of her probably many part-time jobs. Yes. Um, delivering milk, having a good time, rolling up to a house, talking to a dog. 
Yeah. Uh, and we recognize this dog. We love this dog. This is the dog. Yeah, it's Sprocket from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yeah. Lo- the dog looks just like the dog from Fraggle Rock who was named Sprocket. All right. And I wrote that in my notes. I'm glad you did because I don't know what you're talking about, but I believe you. Okay, his name's not Sprocket. Uh, she calls him Sweeper. Yes. I also got Sweeper from my translation. Mm. Um, so, yeah, she calls him Sweeper, and she's a friend to dogs, which means, well, we gotta love her. She's, oh, yeah. gotta, she's gotta be great. And she she's real cute. And then uh, we do cut inside the gate, and we see um, our, our other boy, our boyfriend, yes. uh, Han Sung, being like, what? <laughs> that, was a, that was a very good comedy uh, camera move to just sort of have her going, oh! With yeah. the dog, and then we just pan over a little bit and see he's sitting back towards he's the like, gate. Hello. <laughs> so he he tells, or rather, she tells the dog. She's like, "Your owner should take you for a walk sometime. Yeah, brighten up the neighborhood." Very cute. And then the scene closes in what must be my favorite moment so far. Of uh, he steps out with the leash and the dog. She's already gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get very tight shot on his face, and he goes, "What an interesting girl." <laughs> Oh and yeah. We'll call that five shadowing because it's oh, yeah. a bit more than foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, we get we get a whole lot from that. <laughs> so yeah, slowly but surely all of our characters are are kind of like creating their first impressions on each other. Oh, yeah. Which is super fun. Um so yeah, so we so we do have our first uh kind of like meeting of um a couple of our characters. Mm-hmm. And um it's very interesting because we have the meeting with uh our main boy, Hung Gyul, who immediately is like, Hey boy, and then we have the meeting with Han Sung, who his, the, he meets her without, like, seeing her, so he doesn't see her androgynous presentation, he only knows her from her voice, and yes. he's like, this is a girl. Mm-hmm. So now we've got this cool, fun, oh, <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Uh, we, Then we go back to the house, I believe. Yes, we're back at home. Where Unsei is just heaping rice into a bowl. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> is hungry. that for her? <laughs> And then, no, they do a very sweet thing where she gives that bowl to Unchan as she's coming in. And it's uh, like, oh, I know my, my sister brother loves double portions. Of course. My, <laughs> my sister brother, who I love so much. Um, yes. So then, um, oh, yes. that That's when uh, they get a call. We basically, we get more into this whole, like, this family is having money trouble. The rent has been raised. And this is when we go back and we re-talk to our... Our man of many many hats. I have a lot to say about <laughs> the uh, the rent. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to call attention to some very nice writing that I enjoyed. Was mm-hmm. uh, in my translation, I got a uh, uh, Unsei says something that sort of is a tricky trick, and Unshan is like, "Oh, you know, you're you get bad grades, but you're a smooth talker." Mm. And then Sis fires back with, "Well, you get bad grades, and you're not a good talker." <laughs> I was like, wow, that Got is <laughs> very realistic to having siblings. Yeah. But this rent gets raised in the amount of uh, $10,000. So I wrote here, like, let's let's unpack this. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of options here. Either their current arrangement has run its course, like the lease is expired and needs to be renewed. Okay. Maybe their area was getting gentrified in the meantime, and now it's just $10,000 more. Mm-hmm. But is that 10000 a month? Or are they possibly paying back rent? Because if there's back rent here... Because they mentioned, oh, he's been very considerate of us. It's like, why is he glutton? It got to the point of $10,000. He's collecting 10000 back rent. Why did they buy new shoes? 
And then there's even a third option that he's just going full supervillain and he's raised the monthly rent by that much. And like how much notice is he giving them that he just calls them and is like, oh, hey, I need $10,000 from now on. Stat. But because <laughs> the only reason they found out is because they picked up the phone. And if you've ever been in a situation where you're that behind on rent, your parents raise you telling you don't pick up the phone. <laughs> This oh is the God. one plot inconsistency that I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen. They'd yeah. come by the house and we'd pretend we weren't there. <laughs> Did you think that the rent was raised by $10,000 or to $10,000? I just tried to consider all possibilities. Okay. Because I, I couldn't imagine $10,000 a month. I was under the impression that the rent was raised. It was something like near 10000 before and it was raised to 10000 But I... I too like saw ten thousand a month and was like, no way! Like that that place looks maybe <laughs> the same size as where I live, and there's no way. But then I was like, oh, maybe it's not a month. I don't know. I did consider the I possibility. I kind of took it at face value and was like, they are, need money. <laughs> yeah, I I think it might be like a similar to yen kind of, or maybe my translation didn't carry the zeros properly. That's true. That's also a possibility. Because they were just using. They just, just kind of put the dollar sign. They put the dollar sign, and I was like, USD. It's been confirmed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember seeing that number and being like, that seems like a lot, but kind of being like, eh, I don't know, maybe that's just what it's like <laughs> in whatever neighborhood they live in. I, I do have a note about the chestnut symbolism here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mama is always like shucking chestnuts by hand, which is very like hard and kind of painful to do. Yeah. Uh, they're part of the New Year's menu in Japan where they symbolize like success and hard times like oh. at the same time. And they've literally been used in French literature. The phrase living off chestnuts was a reference to the character's poverty. So I'm like, oh, here we go. We got it. But uh, my this is where my next theory is. Okay. Lay it on me. The the chestnuts have showed up twice. Yes. Coffee has not been mentioned yet, except that we found out very early on that Unchan is a big fan of coffee. Yes. I'm thinking that there's going to be some chestnut coffee by the end of this. Ooh. But that's just, that's my long shot from watching episode one. All right, so, yeah, we're back to the house. Things aren't good. Um, real quick, though, we do... We Oh, that's right. She runs to our cool combination poet, uh, landlord, butcher, man. And she's like, hey, the rent. And he's going off on his poetry time. And she's like, please, the rent. And he's just, he's going. And she's like, rent? And nope, no, no, no room. And she's like, all right, never mind. <laughs> kind of shuts him her down without a... Without addressing what's going on. Yes. Because I didn't even get that he was the landlord until we, like, started talking about this. Yeah. I thought he was just the butcher and she was trying to borrow some money. Yeah. But, uh, he he has a nightmare, uh, about being suffocated to death under a cow's breasts. Of course. And that inspired his poem of Raw Meat Infinite Hexahedron. Mm. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Did you get an alternate title, perhaps? I didn't write down what the title is, but I don't remember that word. (laughs) I looked it up. That's the D6. Oh, ah, <laughs> So it's a, a cube of beef. Ooh. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of shuts her down and she runs off. Um, I have a note here that I would like to share. Yes, please tell me. Uh, the next scene I wrote, cut to produce four, where mm-hmm. Han Sung is listening to people record a Chili Peppers song. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we do, we cut to his job, which is, surprise, it's a music producer, um, and he's listening, and he's having a time, and then he, he gets told, hey, you've got a visitor. Mm. He's like, uh, right, 
and he goes and guess who is it, Jaren? It's Ju Yu. His his ex. Oh. Yuju. I was gonna say I was like that doesn't sound right, but I do have to look at what I wrote down. <laughs> Yuju, who is his ex, and she's like, hey, and he's like what do you want? And we have this really, like, awkward ex-talk. It was the stiffest, like, body portrayal I've ever seen because he's just sort of clenched every muscle in his body while she's talking to him. Yeah, it's very, um, we, there's, this is not a breakup on good terms. We do not, (laughs) we find out. Yeah, he says, you walked out of my life and now you walk back in. And then he chucks his can of coffee at the wall. Yeah, he's like, all right, goodbye. And then, like, out of a spurt of anger, just, (laughs) good. God. <laughs> and then he says, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. I don't even eat bagels anymore. And then it's like, oh, she's the one who's been giving <gasps> yeah, him the bread. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we have this cool, fun, tense ex talk. We find out what the relationship between these exes really is right now. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No. Then we cut to uh, Unchan gets a, a call that's like, hey, uh, can you take over for me for a night at this job at a wine bar? A wine bar? And she's like, yeah. So we do cut to um, Hangul and um, Hansung chatting it up. The boys having wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sipping some wine. Talking about girls. Talking about girls. <laughs> you know. Talking about one girl specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, we see Unchan is now at this wine bar. And we get this really just like... She runs up and is like, hey, what's the job I need to do? And they're like, here's your outfit. You got to serve the wine. You got to do yeah. just basically whatever we need you to do. You're going to do it. And she she's says, like, can I work in the kitchen? And yeah, like, because no. she is given like uh, like dress shirt with a vest and then this like long, like tight skirt with a big slit. Yes. And she very much like holds it up. We get this just like pants girl encounters skirt for first time and is like, what is, what am I looking at? Tries to put it on like jeans. Yeah, tries to put on like jeans, tries to put it on her head is like what am i what uh i think my favorite part is she picks up these heels and she just goes this is crazy (laughs) because yeah those are not comfy working heels i'll tell you what that outfit though slapped yeah that was a really good look so she puts on her her uh, outfit and she's like time to go work and as soon as she goes out she's like all right what do i need to do and one of the other girls is like Oh, there's uh, one of the guys, uh, one of our customers is passed out. Can you call the taxi? And she goes, yeah, and immediately, like, picks him up. Hoisted. And puts him on her back. And is just kind of like, tell me where you live so I can put you in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get this cool, fun, like, uh, just a, a, a cool other side. Not even other side, just more, a little bit more about Unchan's personality that is just kind of like... Not not about the skirt, not about the heels, but can pick up a drunk man like dead weight and... If there's a problem, she'll solve it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then we do get kind of like the glimpse to uh, Hangil and Hansung, and you can kind of see they're like, what? And like Hansung is kind is of like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to a little bit later in the night as the wine boys are like hailing a cab. Yes. Uh, Yun Chen dances out with some trash bags. Oh, yeah. She's dancing and singing. She's gotten used to these heels, I guess, because she's just kind of like jogging down, oh, yeah. trash bags in hand. <laughs> Couldn't tell if she was supposed to have been drunk, but I'm assuming not. I don't think so. I think she was just she was just having a good time. Yeah. You know, she, uh, she likes to have fun. <laughs> she gets a hold of some bubble wrap. Yes. She finds <laughs> bubble wrap in the trash and is like, hell yeah. 
And Hansung is just kind of like standing there, like smiling, being like, all right, like, hey. And she notices him and she's like, ha, hey, hey. <laughs> she recognizes uh, him as Sweeper's owner. Yes, that's right. She does. Very interesting. And then goes, oh, yeah, Sweeper, because he sweeps the neighborhood. And Hansung kind of goes, Oh no, his name is Terry. <laughs> and she's I'm like, like oh. why didn't you name him Sweeper? It was such a good, such a missed opportunity, really. Oh. And then she even gives him a little, like, ow. Yeah. And then she's like, you want to pop some bubble wrap? Oh yeah. So we, we get introduced to this, this very adorable side of her that's just kind of like, hey. And then to punctuate, like, this nice kind of semi romantic moment, she goes, What's more important to you, money or pride? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta. Very, very sharp turn in the conversation. And he doesn't really have time to answer, I don't mm-hmm. think. Uh, and the next part of the episode is where, kind of the low point for me. Yeah. Where we cut to the club that is not playing the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I even wrote down, when we cut to this scene of the club, there is a, a man in a green shirt at the front of the the scene and he is getting he's getting it he's having a great time at the club he's dancing i'm like that guy that's who you gotta be at the club honestly oh uh, he uh hangyo gets approached by uh i described it as a fangirl or yeah he's so it's it's very evident that you know he's he's spent his time around the clubs he's got his group of friends that are there and they're like hey buddy like what's up and there's a girl who's like oh my god it's been so long but let's you know Drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says he doesn't drink, so I'm like, okay, this is a common protagonist move. Mm-hmm. It's also a common fan fiction move. <laughs> you have a character who doesn't drink, so that when you give him drink, oh yeah, he can act like... however and be as uninhibited as you need. Yeah. And I was like, is that where we're going with this? But it takes a much worse turn. He just passes out. <laughs> Unconscious. Cold. Just smack. <laughs> and his friends who obviously know how he feels about this girl, watch him get loaded into they a cab. Literally s- I am pretty sure I wrote down, like, terrible friends sending him off into a cab with this girl who is, like, oh, obsessed yeah. with him and who is, like, actively trying to get him drunk because she knows she'll be able to, like... Oh, yeah. So that's not good. <laughs> and he, they, they, I didn't write what they said exactly, but I have in quotes here, like, hope you score. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just like, the most uncomfortable. Real bad. A real very bad nice shot, things. like transitioning perspectives of the cab and then yes. panning up to the bus where Hong, uh, I'm sorry, Unchan. I did write this down. I was like, we've got this, because this, this entire episode, we've very much been showing like, this is Unchan's life and this is Hanjil's life. And Unchan's mm-hmm. life is like, I don't have money. We're struggling for money. You know, we have to do things like sewing eyes onto dolls and like peeling chestnuts to get by. And like yeah. Hanjil has all of these jobs and is like, uh, or Unchan has all of these jobs, and now I'm gonna be calling him the wrong <laughs> name. And then Hangul, on the other hand, like lives in this fancy house, just came back from like a trip abroad. You know, is able to just go out for a wa- a night with wine with his boy and have a good time. <laughs> go to wine night, and then also the club later. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even like he has his wine, but then he's like, you know what I need to go to the club. <laughs> So he's obviously doing fine, and she's obviously struggling uh, in terms of where they are in life. Yes. And we get this really, really nice parallel with that, where, like, he is in a cab, 
uh, after a night out. I mean, like, it's not a good, like, oh, after a night out with a girl because he is unconscious and she did very much just drag him in there and is, like, planning to pretend, <laughs> like, basically pull over his head that, like, be like, now we gotta. <laughs> I don't want to read too much into this, but, like, just talking about it now, it's kind of interesting how, uh, they're both being driven somewhere, mm-hmm. so it's both, they're not in control, mm-hmm. and it's for very different reasons. Yeah. Like, Hankyul, possibly drugged, possibly just passes you know, out. Maybe I feel just, like we're keeping it light. I feel and, like we're trying our best to be like, he doesn't drink, so one shot, just oh, got yeah. it. And then she, she's literally, like, doing the math of her financial situation. Yeah. And it, it was just, like, a cool moment of, like, we're both not really in control of where we're going right yeah, now. Yeah, regardless of the situation, both of us are... Because because we also although we see him having this lavish life lavish life, it's also very evident that he's like not like oh, you know yeah. he's home and he doesn't he wants to do what he wants to do and everyone is telling him what he needs to do. He's beholden to his investors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so cut to the hotel room. Oh yeah. Uh, I wrote here all caps. Uh, she undresses, uh, Hunkyul, and just straight up touches his tit. Just. <laughs> Just I think it was it. the uh, the actress did it accidentally, kind of cupped it, and then like readjusted to lay across the chest. <laughs> but it definitely happened. Yeah, um, we're we're kind of put under this impression. I, I don't know if it's worse that she. It's honestly we're put under this impression that it's gonna be like oh this is like just straight up like mm, she's gonna try and get some, but it's not even that. She just kind of like wants him to believe that they did so that she can be like, hey. Now we've got a date? I don't even... I don't know where her plan was going. I was like, is this a blackmail setup? Right, like... Just things that I've seen before. There's never been anything like this before (laughs) in 2007. Yeah, dude, welcome. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we cut to this hotel room and she's she's trying to formulate some plan to be with him. mm -hmm. Somehow she thinks this is going to work. Um... Meanwhile, Unchan is deciding that money is indeed greater than pride. Yes, she's like, listen, I need money. Pride will not put bread on the table. <laughs> uh, they show her the interesting shot of her like laying awake all night thinking yes. about it. I do love the, like, I'm laying on my bed, just kicking at the air. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. <laughs> so then we have the, the first phone call. We see it from Unchan's perspective. Yes. Uh, just her being like, okay, I'll come. So she takes up on the give me money because I stopped the, yeah. the thief. Doesn't even think about the fact that when he gave her the number, he was like, if you want to like admit to what you did, she's just kind of like, nah, it'll be fine. I, I think that was intentional because of something that he says in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when she shows up to the hotel room, his first line was, oh, you actually came. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yep. <laughs> Very cute, though, that she hypes herself up on the way into the building. Yeah. Oh. So she comes in, and she's like, hey, uh, here I am. You gonna give me that money? Yes, and very important for our listeners, we said we would notify you. The dick is out once more. <laughs> One more time! Mirroring the first scene. <laughs> He's back in the robe. It's just out there. We gotta. There, it's a very important plot point in this episode. <laughs> is Hangul's dick in or out of his pants? Wild things happens when it's out. And- yeah. <laughs> Not it really the... drives the plot forward when it's really I, if we condensed it to the critical moments of this episode <laughs> it's, it's... high percentage of dick out at least 66 <laughs> so, so yeah i have a note here 
This is a terrible power dynamic for what I know will eventually become a relationship. Of course. So in the meta in the meta context, like I know these are our two leads and there's gonna be a relationship between them. But this is so scummy feeling to see like hello down on your luck economically disadvantaged girl mm-hmm. who works very hard. Mm-hmm. I am leisure child. Mm-hmm. Come beg me for money. And I'm like, mmm. Mm. Not not tasty. Um we also do get just like hard on uh Hunkel is like young boy. Oh, and yeah. Unchan has the chance to like straight up be like, I'm not and doesn't say anything. Which... She's just kinda like she thinks about it and then she doesn't. Yeah, I like that decision. Which actually reminds me, oh my gosh, I forgot to mention this. Um, Earlier on, when Unchan comes back from the whole scuffle of the scooters, uh, because her scooter got, uh, her delivery scooter got, like, wrecked. So she comes back to her job, she goes and sees her boss, uh, and is basically like, wrecked the scooter. Oh, you're right. Her boss literally says to her, I employed a girl because it's cheaper. Yes. Like, Straight out there basically tells us all that, like, not only is, uh, is, like, we, we are living in a society where we, like, pay women less. It's like, we pay women less and we know we do. Yes. So we're, it's, it's very out there that it's like, it is to Unchan's advantage that she looks androgynous because she can, like, it's more advantageous in the society to be a man. Mm. Which, I mean, like, you know. That's a really interesting <laughs> reading because, uh. For some reason, this is probably just my weird schema, but uh, when he said, oh, I hired a girl because it was cheaper, my mind went to insurance on the scooter. Uh (laughs) Like, I'm completely wrong, I can tell now, but that was a very good point you made. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really ever think about it as being to her advantage that she can play both sides, sort of. Mm -hmm. I just just thought it was like a conscious, uh, like middle-of-the-road decision. Having that kind of thing did make me wonder if when she was confronted with it, if in her head, it, like, because she almost did be like, I'm a girl, but she was like, you know what, I'm not gonna, and I wonder Mm. if it was just kind of a, like, I'm gonna be quiet in this situation and not, like, make a fuss because I'm trying to get money out of this person, or if it was, like, a, maybe it's better that he thinks I am. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, that's a very interesting little bit here. Yes. Uh, um. So, yeah, we're in this hotel room, and uh, he's like, give me money. And uh, also, this girl comes out, and she's like, hey. Yeah, no, very interesting series of events. Oh, my gosh, that's right. We have, have, of course, they have to fall on top of each other. Oh, before that. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Hangul comes out of the shower sort of after being like, get out of here, woman who... Yeah. I wasn't even drunk. I was aware the whole time and wanted to see what you would do. Yeah, which which is... Which I felt like that was a lie. I don't know how... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then he's like, get out of here. And he gets out of the shower when uh, Unchan is showing up. And then during the sort of tussle that they have, she also comes out of the shower in a row. Yeah. And I was like, what, you just stuck around for the shower after he told you to get? No, she was like, I'm taking a shower. And Um, they fall on each other. So yes, they fall on each other. She is, of course, on top of him. And of course, when we fall on top of each other in any kind of... Yeah. uh, Your robe opens. When we fall on top of each other in any kind of romance, anything, we don't immediately get up. We have to lay there for a second and look at each other. Mm. And and, like recognize the fact that we're on top of each other and like sit in it for a little bit before we can even think about getting up. Yeah. Recognizing again that his dick is out. Of course. (laughs) It's out. It's there. Uh, this girl comes out of the shower, just sees them on the ground, dick out, body to body, oh, and yeah. is like, Plankin. are you gay? Hung Yule, are you gay? <laughs> and she just is, like, not having it. No, they, they get real angry. They start peeking the mic with their argument back and forth. Yes. 
he, he throws two women out of his hotel room mm-hmm. and then prepares for his day full of six blind dates. Yes. Also, before he throws them out, he does... I didn't write down what the comment was, but he does make a comment to Unchan that makes Unchan very mad, and she starts oh. being like, apologize to me. Like, yes. that was not okay. Yes. And uh, That was about her family. Yes. He was like, you probably like, learned how to beg from your parents. And yes. She was like, and Unchan apologize. is like, apologize to me right now. Han Gil's having none of it, throws them both out. They're both just, like, banging on the yes. door in this, like, five-star hotel. Very funny. Very good scene. And then he's like, all right, time to go date some women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very, I'm, I'm very glad you remembered that because that's yes. very important for what happens next, which is she takes the day off <laughs> to harass him. She also did get fired from her delivery job, so, I mean, <laughs> whoops. I love that this took precedence, though. Yeah. Like, even if she had lost her job, somebody who was doing the financial math on the yeah. bus last night is like... You know what? My schedule just opened up. <laughs> so she is here. She is mad, and she wants an apology. Oh yeah. And it's not like Hangul is having a good time anyway. He we get cool, fun clips of all of his dates, and they're all just not. They're not real people. <laughs> yeah. One of them is says, "You know, I've always wanted to be poor, own an apartment and beauty shop in Gangnam." Which One of them like... just like barks at him. Yeah, like, she goes, cool... "What?" <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's see. They, they even use picture-in-picture, picture, which is another yes. interesting camera thing here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and one lady uh, speaks pretty good English. Correction, she flirts pretty good in English yeah. at him, which I thought was fantastic. One lady had a long tongue. Yeah, she just kind of goes, can your tongue do this? And just sticks oh, yeah. out her tongue and it touches her chin. And in the background, we see Unchan is just having a great time drinking orange juice. And somebody's like, hey, you can't lay down on this couch. And she says, oh, if I've done wrong, I'll apologize. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, and then walks out of the restaurant bowing, and then see her again with the sign that she made. <laughs> On the window. Plastered. Apologize. <laughs> Makes a little megaphone out of paper. Yeah. She's like, apologize. Just <laughs> so, over his shoulder. Oh, man. So, yeah, we have this whole this whole kind of sequence until finally Hangul escapes his dates to go to the bathroom, and Unchan uh, rolls up, oh, yeah. pops into the bathroom, says, hey... <laughs> apologize to me exactly and Hankyul turns around and uh, this is where we get our really fun screen cap to uh, end the episode he kind of like um, he looks at her he goes like hey why don't you like uh, turn around yeah who are you calling like, gay spin around yeah. okay spins around and then is like hmm and we just end on do you want to be my lover end of episode oh, yeah. freeze frame freeze roll frame. credits <laughs> Incredible. Very, very good end way to end our first episode. I was so surprised by this this 2007 media. It completely next leveled me. I didn't... I was like, there's four seconds left. When are we going to like get to the thrust of this? And then it, it, I've heard like, oh, there's fake girlfriend plots, but I've never heard of be my fake boyfriend plot. Yeah. So I'm extremely excited. Just very happy with this show. Oh my God. Yeah. There we have it, folks. Episode one of Coffee Prince. In the bag. In the bag, slam dunk. <laughs> so, okay. Episode one, we set up a lot. It, it's very much kind of like we had to meet all the characters. We had to see their relationships. We had to give them a starting point to go from. So where are we right now? So we have the love triangle between Yuju, Han Kyul, and Hong Sung? Han Sung, yeah. Han Sung. Yeah. Producer boy. Uh, yes, we have that love triangle that's now being intruded upon by Eun-chan. Yeah, that's right, she enters. We do have the setup of the relationship between Eun-sai, Eun-se, 
and Charlie Brown. CB. CB. Our lovely boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm I'm predicting that, like, that's going to maintain. Yeah. Because she shows him, like, a little bit of sympathy because mm. he is trying to save money for her dance. Okay. Uh, we have the establishment of coffee in the series. Yes. That's, like, Hangul's family fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have established the trend of whenever Dick is out in the scene... <laughs> The plot progresses, and... Which, oh my god, okay, so, like, we talked about actual dick. Yes. Out. That's very important. True. Uh, there was one moment, however, where there was a bit more of a metaphorical dick, uh, you could say, mm-hmm. when he's sitting with mom and grandma, and they're talking, and they slap the picture. You know how you said, oh, the name that they mention of the guy in the picture is Dick. No way. Well, Dick was out. Dick was and out. And the plot moved, moved forward. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm calling that as well. I think there's going to be, like, intermittent nudity that progresses the plot. <laughs> Honestly, in, like, a cross-dressing drama, like, it feels like... Unavoidable? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. I'm not going to tell you anything, but I love this prediction. <laughs> All right. I love... it's, it's such an interesting trend. All right. So, yeah, so um, as far as watching, like a K-drama for the first time, but also, like, just really dipping your toes into, like, rom-com content, kind of, like... Now, I, for one, am a rom-com connoisseur, I would say. Uh, I, I watch this kind of stuff all the time. Like, this is, like, my main genre, what I'm what I'm always into. But I know for you, it's not as big of your, like, your go-to. So what, what are kind of, like, your feelings on, you know, this first episode and, and getting into it? First episode, definitely more comedy than rom. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good service to the plot. We have characters going through very extreme situations. Like, this poverty they're facing seems kind of (laughs) unreal. So just having it played for laughs, it makes it a bit more palatable. Like, it makes it feel like everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Which is what you kind of want, I think, for these. The style of, like, shooting and just the general, like, I don't want to say filmmaking, but, Mm -hmm. like, show running going on. Yeah. Uh, I love that they're just shooting on, like, actual city streets uh, there's, like, restaurant signs blurred out in the background. Yeah. Like, they're just taking the camera and going, and it's, like, it gives it a very, like, real, lived-in feeling, which is, like, a lot of American, uh, media is very, like, we filmed on this set, and it's yeah. very obviously a set, because you'll never see the ceiling of this building ever. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I loved, uh, a lot of the locations, like, that overgrown diner looks fantastic, the mm-hmm. puff of dust that comes out when <laughs> yeah. she sits on the chair. Yeah. Remember that very well. Uh, they, they also have a lot of quirkiness, mm-hmm. which I think has to do with it being from a culture that I don't normally consume media from. That's true. Uh, yeah. I loved the, the drawing of the faces during the eating contest. Yeah. On top I of love, the film. I love so all good. the little things like that. Sorry. I love the picture in picture during the, uh, speed dating. Yeah. Sequence. Just those little things really keep like my visual interest high mm-hmm. just while I'm watching these and it keeps me, uh. Because obviously I have to read the subtitles. Yeah. But it, it really, it's dynamism. And that's <laughs> so good coming off of a lot of like American TV shows that are just shot, reverse shot, static talking. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm i glad that you liked it so much. Because, uh, you know, I mean, like, obviously it's a little near and dear to my heart. But uh, also, I think that, so it's it's been a little bit since I've rewatched this particular drama. But it's also been a bit since I've watched one that isn't like kind of modern. Like, I, you know, I feel like lately a lot of the content I've been consuming is stuff that has come out recently, or at least in the past couple of years, and it's definitely a very different 
feeling just like you know the things that are going on but also you know a lot of those small things that you mentioned like the picture in picture and the little animations we don't see that as much in some of the more modern ones it's definitely kind of like a trademark of the dramas of the time and I really really like it I think it's a lot of fun I feel like it's something that I I don't see in any other I don't I don't want to say any other genre because I haven't seen like so many of them but any of the other like definitely like American media that's mm. that's hardly ever there in TV shows and stuff. So I like it a lot. Um rewatching this drama definitely reminds me of like what it was like when I was first getting into this kind of stuff because I definitely like the time that I watched Coffee Prince was like the time that I was discovering that the genre of like rom-com kind of content was something that I really really liked and just kind of like one of the things that really did pull me in was that that quirkiness of the characters and that playfulness that they all seem to have. The fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously and that um, the thing that really pulls you in is not so much like the story of the romance, but they kind of like get you with the characters first. You know, they mm. get you with this life that they have and these quirks that they have. And like, you know, I, a God, I love Unchen and like, just like, you know, her going out with dogs and you know running around in heels even though she's just put them on for the first time and like stumbling and trying to put on a skirt like pants she's just a very lovable character and like honestly I probably wouldn't care about the romance not nearly as much if I hadn't first loved those two characters so it's really great and I'm I'm really glad that I'm rewatching it and I'm very excited to share it with my cool friend aka you <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got for episode one. So uh, next up, we'll be taking on episode two as chronological order dictates. We could skip ahead, but we're not gonna. I didn't do anything wild. <laughs> yeah, I need that context. Yeah. you. I mean, we ended with Be My Lover, so we got to know what happens next. <laughs> yeah, she's got to get with his thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So catch y'all next time. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.